ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out (laughs) on this podcast. What I'm about to do is I'm about to kick it. (laughs) And more importantly, I'm going to kick it with one of my best friends, my man, Mo. Now, at the time of this recording, Mo and I have been the best of friends for almost 30 years. We met on the campus of South Carolina State University. Uh, We were both marketing majors. We played football together. We ran together, partied together, everything. Um, He is now the godfather of my oldest son, Dion, and we've just been lifelong friends and, I mean, partners in crime through thick and thin no matter what. And what's interesting about our story is that we actually grew up about 10 miles apart from each other in the state of South Carolina. He grew up in Darlington, South Carolina. I grew up in Florence, South Carolina. And we played against each other in high school and football, but we didn't know each other. We did not meet until we got into uh, South Carolina State University. So on this podcast, what we're going to do, we're going to kick it. We're going to talk about life. We'll talk a little bit about football, but we're going to talk about life and love. And, and of course, we're going to share some of our stories. Uh, they say that you really don't know a man until you've met his friends. Well, here's one of mine. So after the break, what you will hear is the game from me, 12 Kyle and my man Mo right here on the 12 Kyle podcast. Let's get it. And just like that, we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle, and you see the title. (laughs) You see who's on. Ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is uh, we're just going to kick it, man. This guy that's on the podcast with me um, needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. We go all the way back to college at South Carolina State University. And what we're going to do is just chop it up on this one and just talk about a lot of different things and make you laugh and make you think. Uh, this is my right hand man, my man Mo. Mo, what's up, man? What's going on, KD? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Oh man, anytime, bro. Anytime. You know I had to get you on for this, man. Um, I guess <laughs> we probably should start from the beginning. I'm gonna. I know your memory's bad, but um, I I, I wanted to test you because I'm not even sure when. And I always say like, you know sometimes the true mark of friendship is you know trying to figure out when it all started do you remember when we started hanging because we we obviously we we met you know at south carolina state university but do you remember when like we first started kicking and hanging out katie to be quite honest i do not remember but i knew (laughs) i don't either but i tell you what i knew that once I knew the name Dallin, knew the name Dallin, and, you know, it's only a few Dallins in the PD. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and, and that was one thing that, that, that was going to connect us, you know, that, that we were both in the PD, Darlington, Florence, 14 miles, you know, Highway 52, Thunderbird, you know, that's going to, that, that, that separated us. So mm-hmm. that was, that was one thing. I said, you know, that's hometown right there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if for nothing else, you know, 
we got at least, you know, hey, what's up? You know, you know, I, and and, I, and again, it goes back to those Wilson ties as well. Wilson right. St. John's. Right. You know, although we competed on the field, we never had an opportunity to exchange a pound or anything until we got the, the Orangeburg. Right. But to, 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 to go back to where we started just hanging out and say, you know what, this is my guy. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, man, I couldn't figure it out either. I think, uh, like I mentioned in the intro, you know, we grew up in places. You grew up in Darlington. I grew up in Florence, only separated by 10, 12 miles. And so we, we grew up not far from each other, but not knowing each other, competed against each other in high school, again, not knowing each other. Uh, I remember talking to you at a track meet at your high school. Yeah. It was at St. John's, but it was just like, what's up you know that was about it it wasn't really a long conversation or whatever like that and i had no idea that you were coming to south carolina state and i think when you got to south carolina state i can't remember if it was the it had to be the fall i think we had a freshman seminar class together um that's the only thing i can remember i remember just us kicking it in the freshman seminar class and it just kind of took off from there. Um, but as I mentioned, you know, in the intro, we played football together, obviously, at South Carolina State, and, and you played, you know, at uh, St. John's High School in Darlington. Um, so going back, do you remember when you first started playing football? Because for me, I started organized football at the age of eight. What When did you start playing football? Hey, son, I, I did not. And, you know, y'all may hear me refer to him as son quite a bit tonight and we'll we'll go into some details as to where that originated from from mm-hmm. as well but i played one year of pop warner in the fifth grade in the fifth grade so that was my only year of playing pop warner mm. and then in the sixth grade you know we had junior high and then JV. So, yeah, I only I only played one year of of that part one. Oh wow! So after yeah. that, did you like? What was it? What so there was a break in between? Or you didn't pick it up again until what? High school, middle school, what? Yeah, middle school. Okay. I just you know what you know. Hey, we played. You know, we played that rector man and went to the projects on the weekend mm-hmm. and threw that ball up and down the field in the projects, but. As far as playing organized, you know, we had the recreation center and Wallace ran the rec, but I only played one year at Pop Warner. Wow. I don't think I ever knew that. I, I started organized football at the age of eight, and um, and I just I kept it going after that, and I just played all the way through, through uh, you know, Pop Warner ball, through uh, high school, or JV, and then high school varsity, and then on to college at South Carolina State University. And um, wow, so that's that's interesting that that was your, that you you know took that layoff. So you go through high school, all region, one of the best receivers in the state of South Carolina. You come to South Carolina State, and we both uh, in, enrolled at South Carolina State in the fall of 1991. Both graduated uh, December of 1996. Um, while we were there. We played under the legendary coach Willie Jeffries. Uh, legend, yeah, legend, Hall of Famer. 
um, a guy who trailblazer. I, yeah, tra- yeah, definitely trailblazer. First black head coach in college football. Uh, to yes. Coach at a D1 school. Um, I actually did a podcast. Uh, it's in the archives here. If you check it out, uh, where I dedicated the entire podcast to Coach Jay. Uh, just talking about you know him and and his funny stories and some of the things that I learned. Um, as far as Coach Jay, man, what do you think was the biggest thing that you learned from Coach Jay? Work ethic and every day is an audition. Mm. Every day, um, you know, he'd always tell us every millionaire he knows. Is up before six a.m. <laughs> you say that all the time. <laughs> and so, so, so you know, right now, I hit the floor at four twenty, and I'm in the gym at five a.m. Hmm. every morning, with the exception of Wednesday, and that's a rest day. Okay. Um, and that that lesson took me into my career because you know it's an audition right i mean i always say every day you know you want to look in the mirror and find and think of ways that you can challenge yourself to be better than that to be better you know the next day Mm -hmm. you know so that was that was you know one of the biggest my biggest takeaways from coach jeffries yeah, I feel you. I think um, one of the biggest things I took away from Coach J, man, just uh, his his approach that he gave to us was the same approach that I kind of took toward life. Like, you remember as we prepared to play against any of our opponents, he never came into the locker room or into a meeting or anything said, hey, we got to stop this guy. Like, we got to do this. We got to do that. It was always focus on yourself and know your assignments, know what you're doing. Yes. Everything yeah. else to take care of itself. So like it taught Absolutely. me he taught me just to, you know, focus on me. If I take care of whatever whatever it is that I'm supposed to do, everything else will flush itself out and take care of itself. And and so I ended up adopting that mentality. And so I worry about a lot I worry a lot less about the outside noise and things that I can't control. I don't worry necessarily about my opponent. He always told us, you know, you respect your opponent. But you don't fear your opponent. You don't fear anybody, for that matter. Um, those are some of the things that, that he taught us, you know, as, as we moved and matriculated through South Carolina State University. Um, and, that, and, you know, another thing, uh-huh. son, always, he, he all, it was always situational yeah. football. Yeah. Excuse me. He prepared, for, prepared us for anything that we were going to encounter. And based on how we prepared, like you just said, how we prepared was going to determine the outcome of that situation. Mm, you know, yeah, I mean, situ- I mean, I don't care. He covered all bases, all bases. No doubt. You know, and it may not have happened in, in that particular game that we were preparing for, preparing for, but somewhere down the line, that particular situation happened, but we were already prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And, and that makes that makes the game a whole lot easier because when you're prepared, you never feel like, you know, the moment is too big for you because you've you 
you've been there before even if you haven't physically been there you're mentally there so you're you're ready for um you know whatever that might come your way um as i mentioned at the top you know we're going to talk about a lot of different things and so we're, we're going to bounce around um i mentioned south carolina state university uh both mo and i you know we attended there obviously and both of us uh actually met our future wives there and you know got married and you know been married for a long time um you guys at the time of this recording you and your wife just celebrated 24 years of marriage um <laughs> you cheers for 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 people listening how do you make it work for 24 years cuz i know for a fact you ain't an easy person to live with right right i'm gonna tell you um so yeah i mean as you stated just some more ago we just celebrated 24 years um this past weekend actually the anniversary was actually on august 2nd august 2nd we had the anniversary dinner this past weekend august 14th and we got roasted by close family and friends and my sister would have loved to have done that yeah and you know tara was um she went on each table she put something in writing that they had to talk about that person was either there or they came up with the particular saying and you know my sister you know them two there she'd always say that um she said every time she saw us we were always up under one another laughing giggling doing some sort of whispering or whatever and you know just kind of loving one another and she summed it all up and said, you know, one thing mom always told her, if you with someone that long, and 24 years is a long time. Long I've been, we've been together, we've been together our entire adult life. Yeah. Um, and she said, for you to be with somebody that long, you got to love them. Mm-hmm. You got to love them. And, you know, We've had some ups and downs, but, you know, we've grown from those ups and downs. Um, We've learned to be better communicators. Um, We, you know, we've learned to be very transparent. You know, we pray together. And one thing I learned, I I put on a hard hat every day, Mm -hmm. every day. But it has gotten easier and easier the more and more we've learned to understand one another. Right. You know, just have a, a true understanding of the likes, the dislikes. You know, you know, my wife always talks about the love language. Yeah. You know, you know, so just hey, just just prayer, communication, man, just you know, like those particular particular fights built a whole a whole lot of character that has kind of gotten us to where we are right now Mm. that's a good point that's a good point and and that's what it takes that's what it takes to to make it that long at the time of this recording we we we've been together 20 years as far as married and dated longer than that so i mean right right that's a long time to be with anybody um 
and I always joke about your wife being a hater. And the reason why I call her a hater is lovingly, but like, for those of you listening, like Mo and I would always talk, right? And so <laughs> for me and Mo, we would be, we, were school, we, we could go hang out for like four hours. And then we might come home, you know, to, to at the time, you, you had an apartment off campus, I had an apartment off campus. Our, our apartment's probably about 100 yards apart. So I picture us going hanging for about four hours, playing ball or whatever, playing basketball, whatever the case may be. Then we come back to the crib, and then we might get on the phone like as soon as we get home and take a shower. Right. And so, right. You know, Tar's looking over there like, oh, you know, are you going to talk to your boyfriend all night? Are you going to talk to me? Like that. You know, and Sharice is doing the same thing. So, and I would hear Sharice say the same thing. I'm like, yeah. Man, you know, because like we were inseparable. So that leads me actually to my, to my next question. How often? Do you go to a South Carolina State function, whether it be a party or a game or whatever, homecoming, whatever the case may be, and somebody says, yo, where's KD? Hey, let me tell you something. If if I had a quarter <laughs> for every time somebody asked me that, hey, we could retire. We could have retired 10 years ago, 15 right, years right, ago. Because right. I can't step foot on that campus. Hey, where your tight man at? Where your tight man at? <laughs> hey, man, he right. Oh, okay, hey. Oh, you know what? Hey, I, hey, they'll, they'll tell me where you are. Oh, we looking for your tight man. He over there. He over there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they, yeah, they, they look at, hey, if they see you, the expectation is to see me and vice versa. Right, right, right. And then, you know, it's funny. It's to the point now where I don't think people necessarily expect to see me and Sharisa, you and Tara. Like, they expect to see us together as opposed to us and our wives. Right. So it's like, oh yeah, okay, right. I see Mo and Tara. Uh, wh- wh- where's Katie at? Because <laughs> I get that question anytime I'm at any type of SE State function, and I remember I went to I went to a alumni function here in Atlanta, and and I, I live in Atlanta for just for, for those of you listening. I live in Atlanta. Mo lives in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Mo and I have never lived in the same city since we graduated from south carolina state right so right but you come you would come down here so much i remember going to an alumni function and this guy i can't remember his name this guy said he said hey man where's, where's your partner at? and i was like oh my wife's over there he's like no 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 your homeboy the dude you over there. I was like, <laughs> and he starts describing I was like, oh mo said, yeah yeah where's he? he he should be at this meeting i'm like he doesn't live here it's like, yeah, yeah, I see him in Atlanta all the time. I'm like, no, he doesn't live in Atlanta. He lives in Rock Hill. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, bro. Are you sure? I, I can tell you where he lives. I, I can give you his address if you need it. But yeah, man, it, that's always, that's, hey. that was always funny to me. Because, you know, I was, let me tell you, it was probably at least two weekends out of the month. Yeah. yeah. Every month at I least, was in Atlanta at, at one least, point. At least. At, at, yeah to the point where we were you would come down we go out party and stuff hoop on sunday and then you go back yeah and get back go back and get back late uh, sunday night um now when we were at south carolina state man we had we had both on the field and off the field some great battles now for those of you listening (laughs) (laughs) and he's laughing because he knows that his question's going we both of us played the same position. We both played wide receiver, right? So we weren't competing against. We were never. We never went competing against each other. 
uh, you know, in co- well, we did compete against each other in high school. Um, but I didn't know him, and I subsequently busted his team's ass um, for like 125 yards and you know five catches. But I mean, who's counting? You know, what I mean, who's counting? Uh, I will say that his team. Hey, did, did those stats? Did those stats impact the game at all? Yeah, they impact the game. They okay, did you get the win? Y'all, no, y'all won. <laughs> y'all won. I mean, yeah. so so. Hey, but here's the thing. If I knew you like I know you, see, I didn't know you back then. I didn't even play defense like that. I just, I was, you know, I was just wide receiver, man. I, I, I ain't had to do both ways. I could have just, you know, stayed on. But if I knew you the way that I know you now, I would have made sure to coach well. Say, hey, let me, let me guard him all night long. I would have played you and played receiver the whole night. Tall glass of water, son. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, hey. Plenty of them said that. <laughs> Plenty of them said that. Now, hey, so I'll, I'll give it to you. Hey, he had a great game. Great game. But if if I remember correctly. Man, don't start with this. I remember. Second, you know what the hell what? happened, man. <clears throat> hey, hey, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> I interrupt you. <laughs> I interrupt you. It's going to get a little chippy tonight. <laughs> it's going yeah. to Get a little chippy. (laughs) So hey, so the you know we won the toss. We accepted the kickoff, and I fumbled the kickoff. We recovered it. I don't even remember that. Yeah, yeah, I fumbled the kickoff. Okay. Um. But do you know, the very next play from scrimmage, set the entire tone of the game. Yeah, man. I, the entire, I, the entire. I, he, okay, I'll because you great with the play by play. You man, great I'm with that. Not, it's, we don't, we don't have I, to rehash I, something that happened thirty years ago. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. He caught a pass <laughs> on our weakest cornerback. The cornerback fell down. It was a five yard out, and he took it eighty yards. Okay, if I knew touchdown, him, but it, of course, yeah, touchdown. If I knew him, yeah. that would have never happened because I'd have said, "Hey, Coach Wells, God rest in peace." I would have said, "Coach Wells, let me play him." Let me guard him the whole night. And I would have guarded him. I'm not saying I would have shut him down because I don't think you could. I mean, at that particular time, I, you're not shutting nobody down. But, you know, we I think we'd have, we would have won the game. Because that play, yeah, you're right. It did set the tone. I mean, I still had a great game. You know, I, I won the battle. He won the war, I guess you could say. Um, so, 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 listen. So, so son, um, I'll say this. Two things. Two things that, that you got to mention about this whole thing. What's that? The fact that you didn't know that means that you didn't read the scouting report. And the fact that you said it was the weakest corner on me, you got to know your personnel, baby. Man, I'm just saying. You got to know your personnel, it, baby. It was a switch or something. I don't, know what, I don't know how he ended up on you. He was coming off like a knee. He had a knee sprain or something like that. And, you know, I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, like I said. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's you know? unfortunate. I mean, you know, it's, again, if there's anybody listening who could develop a time machine and we could go back to 1991, oh, I'd play that game again. I'd play that game again. Trust me, and I think we come out on top. Um, I would love to. I would love. You know what? I would love to play that game again. I would love because you know, some we so we met four times. And again, I didn't know you then. Four times. Yeah, we met. We son, we met four times. We played against you, and, and we. We, meaning my high school, Wilson High, we did not beat St. John's. Okay, that's all I wanted him to say. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to have to say that. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, see I, man, we ain't got time to be playing along. You're you going to drag it all out. 
I'm just get get right to it. Um, so we we've had some battles, uh, both on and off the field. What do you think? And it might be that game. What do you think the most memorable battle that you and I've had against each other? What's what's your most memorable battle? Hey, okay. So it was actually two of them. And this required a lot of thumb action. (laughs) Just thinking. Hey, so. So what was it? Was it Sega? It had to be Sega. Okay. And what was the basketball game we were playing? That was Coach K. But we were playing NBA on this one. NBA, NBA. Uh, NBA was it Live 95? Live. NBA, NBA Live, Live 95. Hey, Live so 95. you were crushing me. <laughs> you were, I'm talking about, there wasn't a day that I came over to your, your place that you were destroying me. Hey, I was like, nah, we're going to miss class. Hey, we should start <laughs> over. Let's go again. Missing class to this, play video games. What a concept. This and you was like, nah, you know, I'll get somebody. I'll get somebody. I won't get the boys this time. Nah, get your get your best thing. Get your best thing. I end up getting the the um, Rockets with Charles Barkley on there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and that particular day, all I kept saying was Barkley again. Barkley again. <laughs> Hey, and I had beaten you probably about three or four times straight that day. And Sharice came in and said, Kyle, I'm about to be late for class. <laughs> hey, and you was right on the cuffs of winning that game. And Sharice pulled the plug. <laughs> hey, son. Hey. You jumped up so quick, and I'm glad I was able to get between you and Sharice. Hey, but you took both of us down. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. And I don't want people to think that I'm a woman beater or anything like that. No, he's not at all. He's not at all. He's not at all. Man, (laughs) just to explain to y'all, I was... I was like, did I have the lead at the time? Did I come back? You did. Okay. You had just came back. Yeah. And she was mad because she was running late to class and she needed me to take her to class. And all, all I needed was oh. like, it might have been two minutes left and the game was on lock. I had him beat. I was ready to go. It's just, it, she was just, man, I mean, she didn't say, hey. hey, can you pause the game? She didn't say nothing. She just pulled a plug. Pulled a plug. Man. Hey, and for the record, anybody that's listening, I have never once seen Kyle raise his hand and you won't. on Sharice at all, no. ever. Nah, I wouldn't I, raise Ever. Hand. Ever. You know what? He's not, I know he's never thought it, and that, and I know for a guarantee he'll never do it. But this was, it was so intense in there. <laughs> <laughs> and even when I jumped up, I wasn't going to hit her or nothing like that, but I was just mad. I was like, hey. what are you doing? Man, I had the hey. game in the bag. Hey, listen. Oh, I couldn't believe that. And then the very next time, KD came to Ocala, Florida, when I was living in Florida at the time. Listen. We hung out all weekend. And we were playing. Was it? That was, was, that it was NBA Coach K. Live? No, that was Coach K that weekend. That was Coach K hey. that weekend. <laughs> 
and and Katie was up by two points. <laughs> and he hey, and he had about two seconds on the clock. That's it. That was it. You, he threw the ball in bounds and somehow I stole it and all in one motion still launched the shot <laughs> and hit the three at the buzz and beat him. <laughs> Man, that was a long ride yeah. back home. Yeah, that, and that that's what made it worse because I had been <laughs> killing your ass all weekend yes, you long. Have. I mean, like, my, yes, you I had I might have had like ten wins. You might have had like two wins the whole weekend. And I so, didn't have many. I did not. I did not so have many. What happened was this game was played like on a Monday morning. I'm 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 about to leave Ocala where he lives and drive back to Atlanta, and. You had time to get in a couple of games. I think we got that was the only game we got in that morning because you were about right. to go to work. And he was like, "All right, man." He was like, "All right, son, let's let's get this game in before I go to work." And then so you hit the three and you win, and you was like, "All right, man, I'm out." And I'm like, "Huh?" I'm like, "Hell no, we about to play again." And he's like, "Man, you got to get back to the A." I'm like, "Nah, man, we." I was like, "Nah, fuck that, we playing again." Hey, <laughs> and you was like, "Yo, I got to go to work." I was like, "Man, fuck I got to go to work exactly." <laughs> Man, listen, I was mad. I don't know how far it is from Ocala to, like, the Georgia-Florida state line, but I was mad as hell until I got into the state of Georgia. I was, man, I wanted to, I want, I contemplated, like, staying another night. Just to, just to, man, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that was, that was a classic battle. Hey, and you don't remember I kept calling you. And just laughing in the phone, <laughs> not saying a word. Yeah, I I stopped taking calls. I was like, man, I, I'm not even taking this dude calls, man. Oh, just laughing man. in the phone. Yeah, we oh, we, we had some battles, but, but I will say this much: in all of the battles we've had, who who's won the most games? Come on, son. Son, don't you sit okay. there and try to be quiet, huh? so you know I've got. No, no, I, I, okay, you you hey, you you. I, I tell you what. You you have the most games. Yeah. I don't know about if it's a large margin, no, no, but you definitely no, have the most it's, games. No, it's, it's not because a large margin. It, it might be five. It might. And be. see, this is the thing. You won't, you just play basketball. You don't play that Madden. Mm-mm. Nah. We, we yeah, really see, play Madden like that. We, we played Madden, yeah, but we, ne- we hey, never really played Madden against each other like that. Right. And, you know, we used to play that. Remember we used to play that. What was that baseball? Uh, Yeah, that was. Um, I used to play with the Twins. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Baseball it was the game. baseball game on, on, on Sony. Play. We played that on PlayStation. That was the play. Yeah. The was it MLB? Game. I can't remember. Might have been MLB or something like that. But, yeah. Which, we, yeah, you know. We had some, we had some epic battles. Uh, obviously, yes, battling we did, on too. the field, you know, against our opponents at the South Carolina State. But, yeah, definitely some battles. Uh, with those joysticks in our hands. Um, I'm going to give you two dates. And, and we'll talk about one and we'll talk about the other. Two dates. And you tell me what those days mean to you. Um, the first date, November 25th, 1995. Uh, I know you don't remember that date, but on that particular date, that was we were in Charlotte, North Carolina, Memorial Stadium against North Carolina A and T. We beat the Aggies. Shout out to King Germ. Uh, <laughs> we beat the Aggies again. Never and lost to them. That was the last college football game that we ever played. 
what what is it what what does that day mean to you and what what are your memories from that day well hey i tell you what we one thing we won our last collegiate game wearing that garnet and blue mm-hmm. we beat one of our biggest rivalries um I remember I, I said I wasn't taking that uniform off. <laughs> hey, because hey, you know what? To be quite honest, that was probably the last time I felt like I was going to have, I was going to put on a uniform to play football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, the next thing I was going to be preparing for was a career. Right. Right. You know, hey, the next uniform I was putting on was a business suit. That was it. Yeah, that was a good point. Yeah, it was. Uh, I remember that day. It was. It wasn't really a cold day that day in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And um, nope. <clears throat> I remember we won. And I remember going to midfield. I took a knee and I said a prayer. And I just thank God for allowing me to play football all those years. And I knew, you know, at some point in time it was going to end. There was no. There was going to be no NFL or anything like that. Uh, and I tell anybody like, and I've mentioned this, you know, before on this podcast, and it's worth repeating. Football is my first love. So before it was girls, before it was hip hop, before it was anything else, it was it was football. So, you know, all of a sudden now you don't have that in your life anymore. So but I do remember that and I remember um <laughs> I remember you just I remember you walking around the locker room, man, I'm not taking this I'm not taking this uniform off. I wasn't taking this off, son. Hey son, I got showered, got dressed, and went and hung out with my boys in Charlotte, right? Someone I left the locker room. Everybody else was getting dressed and getting on a bus. Some people, some cats was going back to school, back to Orangeburg. Some cats was still hanging out in Charlotte or whatever the case may be. Son, you were the only ones. You were still in your uniform. Right. Hey, I, I do remember that. Still in my uniform, son. Yeah. You. I, when I left the stadium, you were still in your uniform. I was like, somebody asked me, I said, man, is Mo getting on the bus? I was like, I don't know. I said, he's still in his uniform. So I was like, I guess he ain't going nowhere right now. He's well, definitely hanging out I, in Charlotte. Well, I stayed in Charlotte though. I didn't. I didn't go back. Okay. Okay. Yes, I stayed in Charlotte. Wow. And the other date, uh, December fourteenth, nineteen ninety six. That was quote unquote the last play that we made in Oliver C. Dawson Stadium <laughs> on the campus of South Carolina State University. That was graduation day, man. What, what do you remember about that, and how significant was it? And you took the words out of my mouth. The mm-hmm. last play we last made play. in Oliver C. Dawson. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. <clears throat> so, it wasn't until probably our senior year, son, and, you know, may rest in peace, Dr. Higgins, which was our academic advisor. Rest in peace. You know, we was going over the curriculum and he was talking about the classes that were needed and he told me he was like did you know <laughs> that a summer school taking two classes a semester he said you, you'll graduate that in in the fall mm-hmm. after you're done playing ball mm-hmm. that i was like what <laughs> I'm like I got I got no credits to graduate. <laughs> yes, 
The only challenge was going to be that marketing channel, son, that they didn't offer in the fall. Remember, they only offered right. that, that. And so, remember, we had to get exception, yep. an exception for that particular class mm-hmm. and financial management, son. I took that class three times, y'all. <laughs> I took it twice. I took that class three times. Hey, now, both, the first time. Both of us end up in finance. How does that happen? Oh, uh, exactly. So I took that class. The first time I took the class, I mean, grown man catch a chicken pox in the spring. Hey, man. It happens. Quarantine. Hey, the last month of school. End up getting incomplete. <laughs> took it that summer. Which, you know what? That, hey, you go into class four days a week and you got a four chapter test on Friday. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, even on the curve, I wasn't passing that class. <laughs> so I withdrew, which it didn't hurt because I already had it incomplete. And I spent the rest of the summer in Jacksonville, Florida with Tar. Mm. Not focus. So you focus on a woman, nah. not focus on your books. Boy, listen. <laughs> Two weeks in the class, hey, he was grading on the curve and I still wasn't passing. Still wasn't passing. Damn. So I like, man, I'm not going to sit here and put myself through this misery. Mm. But fortunately, you know, Dr. Cole. Shout out to Cole. Dr. Yeah, Cole. Dr. Cole, my man. That's my man. Yeah, he. Uh, I I remember him giving me a book of, giving me that book, that um, seven habits of highly effective people. I'd like to graduation. see Dr. Cole if he's still around. Yeah, I don't even know how to yeah. get in contact with him, but yeah, Doctor Cole. I, I've talked about Doctor Cole in this podcast before. Um, yeah, man, that that uh, <laughs> yeah, December fourteenth, nineteen ninety six, man. At that particular time, that was the happiest day of my life. Yeah, um, hey freezing out there though oh yeah 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 we, we oh, uh, it's freezing we out were there, freezing son. because the graduation was outside this was our class was so huge that uh december graduations are normally held in our gym um but they couldn't hold it that particular year so we had it in the stadium and so obviously you're sitting outside um and i remember that day like it was yesterday and i think uh just you know just for those of you listening both mo and i we not only did we play ball together but we both were uh marketing majors so we spent a lot of time yeah. in the school of business, uh, Belcher Hall, uh, a lot of time. But yeah, at that particular time, at that point in my life, December fourteenth was the greatest day. December fourteenth, nineteen ninety six, was the greatest day of my life. Like just graduating from college, um, because I think it was only a select few that knew what I had to go through to get to that point and saw the struggle and saw you know the, the the highs and the lows and there were more highs than were than there were lows but you know just getting to that point um seeing it all come to a culmination was something special um you know something i, I don't even think i ever asked you this because we finished playing football in 1995 right and if right. we had to come back, we still had, you know, another year mm-hmm. that we didn't have any eligibility. So the fall of 1996, we we didn't live on campus, but we were students, obviously, finishing our last um, 
semester at South Carolina State, but we were no longer playing football. So we had to be on campus when football games were being played and a football season was happening and we weren't involved. I mean, like, so what was the transition like for you? Because we've seen a lot of people, and I always talk about this as far as, like, pros. I always say, like, with with pro, particularly, like, pro football, like, you don't retire from pro football. The game retires you. You don't ever, Mm -hmm. it's very few to just say, hey, I retire. You know, not everybody can do a John Elway and just walk off into the sunset after winning a Super Bowl or whatever like that. Normally what happens is you try to play and you stop you and, and a team stop calling you or whatever the case may be. In this case, you know, we were still in school, so we had to be on campus, um, at least for our classes. But you have to transition from, you know, doing something that you've been doing, at least for most of us since, you know, high school. For me, it goes all the way back to, like I said, uh, Pop Warner. So what was the transition like for you transitioning from, you know, being mo I, I don't want to say mo the football player because you were always more than we were both more than football players and people would tell us that all the time and I thought that was funny but like this just that transition from the game to life you know what what was that transition like and what was, was it hard for you nah because again so like I said you we, we pretty much grew up in Belcher Hall mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah and you know whether it being Dr. Higgins, both Dr. Robinsons, um, Dr. Austin, for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, they, hey, and as much as you dislike her, you're probably going to laugh when I say this. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, even Mrs. Hanks. (laughs) You can't tell me, you can't tell me I passed your class and then you give me an F. She did. She never said that, son. She said, she said everybody passed, man. She said, I, I, no, saw, I, I saw and heard it come out of her mouth. Oh, yeah, all of the seniors passed. Son, you yeah. heard what you wanted to hear. Hey, no, look. no, did I get an F or a D? I think I got you a got D, a D. But, but yeah, I got a D. I still had to repeat a damn class, man. Hey, son. Bullshit. You know. Know we, you know we didn't pass that class. Because I was sitting there saying, because you kept telling me, I passed, I passed. I said, let me tell you something. There's no way you passed that class. I know I didn't pass, so what, I don't know what. what class, least, man? Marketing channels. Marketing channels. <laughs> that was the cl- remember that was the class we had to get the exception for. Yeah, marketing channels. Because they didn't offer it in the fall; it was only in the spring. <laughs> hey, hold up, son. Hold up. So, <laughs> do we, we violate some kind of law? So, because what you you said we got an exception. So what do we get? Yeah. If we, if we get if we both got D's in the class, how do we get an exception? Because you're only supposed to get well. Like, well, the thing was, remember. we we so they were only offering that that class in the um in the spring. Mm-hmm. So remember, we got it. We got D's in the spring. So that that <laughs> fall and fall was fall of '96. Yeah. So we had to get an exception to take take Miss Robinson's class. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah. we did so we did take a class again. Yeah, we did yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. took a class, but they gave us a substitute for it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. And um <laughs> Dodge Saturn. That's the class we took. <laughs> hey man, let me tell you something. We had to we had to do what we had to do, man. 
and I don't want anybody to think like you that you're listening to some dummies. We we have pretty good GPAs. <laughs> at least I know. I oh, absolutely. Yeah, decent GPA. But yeah. I mean, Mo will tell you, and I'll I'll echo the same sentence. We we could have worked harder in the classroom. We got good grades, but we could have worked a lot harder. I mean, hell, there was some classes we ain't even show up for. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, right. Um. <clears throat> so so your your transition was was pretty easy, or you. you yeah, I think it was pretty easy because I think I didn't really, I never really saw the next level for me outside of college. I mean, there was, of course, you know, there was a, some some opportunities, but you know, possible opportunities to play Canadian ball, but NFL. I mean, so there was always somebody in my ear. Well, listen. You know, there's this very small percentage of guys that actually make it. So you need to start preparing now for life after football. Mm. Life after football. Mm. You know, you need to grab hold of something that you enjoy doing. And, you know, you need to have a plan and have a plan in order to execute that. And so I just started, you know thinking about okay what do I like doing mm-hmm. you know um only I don't live in regrets I do I, I look back and say you know had I planned a little better and if I had any faith in our position coach at the time <laughs> you know how I feel about him you know I probably would have taken did that intern with the Cubs our senior year, but that was, I just kind of felt like if I did that, especially coming off of that foot surgery, Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to be in Orangeburg because I mean, I came off that foot surgery and they were saying, okay, nobody really knew what that turf toe was. Right. Excuse me. Um, I don't even think they was even calling it turf toe at the time. And I suffered that injury as a sophomore and played through it and didn't have mm-hmm. surgery until after the Heritage Bowl, son, mm-hmm. in January. <clears throat> so they were saying, what, two to three month recovery, I'll be back in the spring. No, did not happen. I was not 100% in the spring. I was forcing myself out there and had a terrible spring. And you know, at that time, we were, you know, you you were like going to have those those exit meetings after the spring, and they was like, no to scholarship, yes to scholarship. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's one thing people don't understand. People think, you know, you play college ball that your scholarship is paid for the four years and everything like nah. that. No, it it is a contract that is that can be torn up and facts. Annually, Facts. so if you don't produce, you know they will show you the door, and you are headed home. Because most kids, you know, that play football, honestly, if we're keeping it real, can't afford to go to the schools that they're at. And you know, right. so at that particular time, South Carolina State didn't cost the arm and a leg. But you know, if your parents know that you're going there for free, then all of a sudden they got to kick out the money to pay. A lot of people can't do that. So you know, we, we couldn't go back. 
No. So that intern was kind of like an afterthought. I was like, listen, there's no way I can go and spend the summer in Chicago doing the intern and expect to come back and have a fair shake at starting at receiver. You know, because a the exit meeting, he was like, hey, like he was doing me, like he was doing me a favor. Well, you know, I got these two recruits, you know, these two transfers from Louisiana. And my exact words to him, so where they gonna play? Right. So me saying that, I had to back up everything I said in that meeting from April all the way and had to be 110% when we started you know, summer practice in August. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I would have been able, I, well, I, I won't say I don't know. I know I wouldn't have been able to do that without y'all because right. we worked our tails off our senior year because for one, we were defending me at champs. We was defending that, you know, that black national title. It was our senior year and we definitely wanted to go out with a bang. Right. So, it was important that, you know, I'm there and, and you know, be committed with every with everybody else. Oh, you no know, doubt. if I if I if I felt like we had a coach that understood all that, <laughs> I, I would have taken an intern. Position coach. Not coach. Right. Man, well, you know what? Our position yeah. Our position coach. I just <sighs> was not comfortable <clears throat> um, in doing yeah, so. Man, I, I, didn't, I didn't like him either. Um yeah, I, I hey, we can curse on we we can curse on here. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know, fuck Coach Jones. <laughs> you know, yeah, this is my podcast. You can say what you want to say. Um, you know, hey, yeah, it, it my my transition was was much the same, and I, I didn't, I there was no, I knew you know there was a there wasn't going to be any NFL teams calling or anything like that. So you know, I I, I approached it that I was going to ride the wave until it hit the shore, and. You know, I knew after our senior year, that was it. So I knew that I had a finite amount of games to play. And then, you know, you start, well, I think right around my junior, our junior year, I started looking at, you know, when you when you have that sit down with the academic advisor and they're saying, hey, okay, you got this amount of time. And then, you know, it's you, you got to do these many classes and then you graduate. So I started looking at, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to go to grad school? Do I want to, you know, move? I'd already... I think by that time I had come, yeah, I, but yeah, definitely by that time because I came to Freaknik in '94, and when I came to Freaknik in '94, I just I was like, okay, I'm moving to Atlanta as soon as I graduate, and people thought I was crazy. I was like, nah, this is just what I'm doing. I'm, I'm and I, I stayed in Orangeburg for you know six months, and then I moved. Um, but the transition wasn't, it wasn't that hard for me. It was, it was more easier I think for me because I just really kind of honed in on the fact of you know looking and figuring out where where I wanted to go and how I was going to get there my dad told me he said hey man make your plan work your plan and from that it just kind of right. took off from there um but I saw a lot of people you know some of our former teammates you know struggle because all they knew was ball you know so they came to school right. to play ball and and unfortunately, this happens not just at you know historically black colleges, but at every college. You know, you you go there to play ball, and and honestly, yeah, there are going to be some guys on the team that's just there to play ball. 
But when you stop playing ball, their identity all their life has been ball. So when you take right. ball away, you you don't know who they are. And they and more importantly, they don't know who they are because they've always identified themselves as, you know, a football player or a basketball player and it's not that's not who you are, that's what you do. Um so my transition was pretty easy uh in that aspect because I already knew what I wanted to do. It was just really just a matter of just trying to get to the goal. Um Right, because you know we, we we're pretty well rounded. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the thing you like, always bug me out with, like, <laughs> we would have presentations and stuff, and we would do our presentations in our classes, in our marketing classes, whatever case may be, and the people that knew that we played football but didn't necessarily know us that well, and they'd hear us talk and hear us present right. projects and stuff like that. Oh, y'all, y'all are pretty smart for football players. Y'all for y'all. Right. I'm like, no, we're we're, we're not dumb jocks. We ain't dumb. We, yeah. we ain't and, and dumb you know, and we stretch the imagination. Listen, it, it wasn't like we're just absent for class from class because we had no idea what we were doing. No. We weren't habitually just being absent. No, no, we, you know, we it was just days. Hey, man. We went to class. You know. We did what we were supposed to do. We we, you know, it was for us. It was it was about three B's. Right. Books, right. ball, and babes. <laughs> and the and, babes. And not necessarily in that order. <laughs> right. Because I remember, because, I, hey, y'all, I, you remember this? Hey, man, man, I play for the love of the game. Hey, man, what you play for? I play for them hoes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, son. I was just. That was hilarious. I couldn't believe that guys was up there. Oh, and you know, okay, one senior. Hey, you know what? Um, I play for the coaches. No, you know, man. I go out there and this, this. I like, man, psh, man. Hey, bro, y'all, y'all, y'all sit, y'all sitting and selling that script. Y'all want to? Right. I play. I play for these olds. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. Now, okay, so now if we fast forward to now, could you have played? At the time of this recording in 2021, in the social media era, I mean, uh, we 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 played in an era. We played in, in from 91 to 90, 95. Um, there were no cell phones. There was no social media. Um, you were able to move about the campus. Uh, no, I'm not gonna say that. You <laughs> you were able to move about the campus. Hey, people! People will listen to this. And, right, <laughs> you were able to move about the campus without people necessarily knowing where you were going. I'll just put it like that: knowing where you were going or knowing who you were with. You and then you, toward the back end of your career, you meet your wife. You guys start dating. There's nobody. There's no social media, so there's not people in your business or anything like that. People know her. They know you. They know you more than they know her because she was relatively quiet. Um, could you have done that in 2021 and play ball and still play ball at the level that you played at? So, you know, I'm 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 pretty guarded. Right, right. You know, the circle the circle is small, so, hey, and always everybody being go. small, everybody cannot go. Everybody can't go. That circle has even gotten as small. 
as a dot where you can barely see it. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty, pretty low key. Pretty low key, man. Like, so, like I said, we never had to, to put stuff out there to know who we were, know who we were about. We never had to do any of that clout chasing. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of this stuff is now, that clout chasing. We never really had to do that. So, yeah, yeah, because, you know, we we moved differently. Yeah. I We moved differently. We were, we were innovators. I mean, we, we set a lot of standards. But at the same time, like I said, we just moved real different, son. Like, yeah, yeah, I could, we, we could operate in the social media days. Because I'll tell you what, we always had an imaginary buzzer to go off whenever it got, you know, when it, when it got a little hot. We knew how to move <laughs> out of those situations Facts. to never get caught up in that fire. Facts. Never I'm telling you. Because the fire was always there. Yeah, it was. It was. We always knew. I'm, I'm telling you, either we were moments from getting there or moments from leaving when it happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just did a podcast talking about, uh, it was called uh, Fighting in the Club, and I talked about that, that famous fight that the football team had, had, had at the fairgrounds against the Kappas and how exactly. me being late to the party made me miss the fight and when i got there everybody was running out of the party but yes you, know, you just like you said you either you you just it just wasn't meant for you to be there and and i no. was glad that i wasn't you know because you never know how things are going to turn out um yeah you that's that's a great point man i think i don't think i would have had a problem playing ball in this era i think where i would have had a problem i probably i can't even really say it would have been a problem i probably wouldn't have been on social media though um, because like you said, very guarded, um, relatively private, you know what I mean? Like I, I let people right. know what I need them to know. You know, you're going to know the basics. You're going to know, you know, at that particular time, yeah, you could know where I'm from. You can know who, who I hang with or whatever like that. But you know, I didn't want you in my, me and my girl's business. I didn't want you in me and my crew's business. Right. Um, for that. Right. Um, and I think, man, when you think about like me, you, Russ, you know, some of the other guys that we were tight with, we pretty much, you know, were really, really low key and not the rah-rah type of guy, like look at me type of guys. Now, right. our personalities on, on the football field were different, but off the field, yeah, very guarded, very, um, you know, like you said, tight circle. Um, and everybody's not privy to what's going on in that circle. Hey, so, and, and I'm going to tell you, you, okay, so – you, Russ, and myself were as close as we are. They were still things that that happened. Like that's that's you. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, 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 hey. I got you. Relax. <laughs> Just relax. <laughs> yeah, relax, relax. yeah it, it was it was a couple of things I found. I was like, what? Oh, word. Okay. Oh, we're doing that? oh, word. Okay. Okay. I remember. Okay. I remember one time. I don't know. This is all I say about Russ. I remember one time Russ. Russ let me borrow his car. I borrowed his car to go to McDonald's to get some food. And man, I saw this girl, and it, you know, Russ, he had a little light tint on his car. So you, but I mean, I'm dark skinned. Russ is light. Russ is, you know, yellow. 
And so, like, you can clearly tell that it's not Russ driving the car. But, man, I drove past this girl, man, and she saw the car. She saw the Maryland tags. And she literally flipped me the bird, man. And I'm like, yo, she ain't know it was me. I'm like, she must think this Russ. And, she, and I was like, yeah. So I had to ask him, like, yo, man, what'd you do to that girl? He's like, man, what do you mean? I said, man, I said, hey, I drove past and she flipped the bird. I said, I don't know where. I said, you need to talk to her. But, um, and that, that surprised me because I, I didn't know that was him. Like, you know, like, Russ, right, sure? right. So, yeah, man, it, hey. it's, it, we, 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 we would have been okay. But I probably, I mean, like now, you know, I got so I got Twitter, IG, and all that other. I wouldn't have done none of that stuff. Not while playing ball, no. Because you know, listen, how long, how long has that Instagram, how long has that social media stuff been out? Mm, for the better part, Facebook. What ten? Facebook's been. I've, I've been on Facebook twelve years. Instagram, I guess ten maybe. Tw- twelve years. Twelve years. Yep. It's been out that. So listen. Yep. Hey, I kept asking you, man, what is what is everybody talking about this Instagram? <laughs> I think I kept hearing the young books talking about IG. Yeah, what is IG? Right, right, right. I don't know what that is. Hey, and I remember I kept asking you, like, hey, what I'm, I, what I do? How, how do I, get how I operate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, you know, back then, we didn't even have cell phones. So it was like, you no. know, and there was there, no cell phones, no Internet. This was a great. When I tell people this, I say it with amazement because, like, sometimes people think, OK, well, you guys didn't have it. all. I mean, we had everything. And right. not having <clears throat> cell phones and not having the Internet wasn't a detriment. It was actually mm. to our benefit. Now, the only thing, what? like you, you said, as far as like regrets, and I mean, like if I had the technology that I have now, I would have, we would have been able to document this stuff. Like there would have been videos mm-hmm. of us in the locker room, videos of us in the dorms, videos of us, you know, hanging out, kicking in the freak neek and parties or what, what, you know, the stories that we talk about would have had a visual to go with it. That's all. Right, right. Because I, I do remember, what's, what's our trainer's name? Was it was it Maurice from Florence? Yeah, 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 Maurice. So <clears throat> Maurice had a camcorder, and I think I said, I, 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 "Hey, you think you can videotape this?" But we never really followed up on it and circled right. back and said, "Hey, right. you should probably get out here and, and, and um and film and video some of this stuff, man." Yeah. Because we were doing stuff that was just different, and it was, you know, we were being our, ourselves, and I would have liked to have seen just, you know, I know what the 19-year-old, 20-year-old, 21-year-old me was and who he was, and, you know, even in becoming a father, uh, now I see, you know, that in my in my, in my my sons, my children, um, but and I'm sure you do as well. But you you see the traits, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily the same personality, but you see some of the traits, and that could be <laughs> that could be a good thing or a bad thing. But um, but yeah, I would have loved to have had that stuff documented. But other than that, nah, man, we, Son, I, I think we played in the right era, man. So we'd have been the original hard knocks. <laughs> the, original. the original. I'm telling the you, original hard knocks. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been dope. Because you think about, like, just imagine all this stuff we talk about now. It's been 30 years, right? 
it don't seem like 30 years. Because yeah, I, I literally like, can remember all of the stuff that happened. It's some things that are a little fuzzy, but, you know, I can remember a play from a game. I can remember, you know, a situation that happened. And, you know, it's things I've talked about on this podcast. I talked about that wild night in Mitchell Hall. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, they, hey they, was, they, was, they was trying to take this ruined reputation. This ruined it. Yeah. So, you know, I almost got a fight in a barbershop. I, I talked about, about you know, that. the blind date that I had that went bad. Um, you know, and all of that stuff feels like, I mean, it, it feels and smells like yesterday. I mean, like you can, yeah. and it's, it's amazing that, you know, 30 years you can look back and be like, wow, this was, you know, 25 years ago or 30 years ago. And, and it feels like it was yesterday. Um, but yeah, I, as far as playing ball, I, I don't doubt for a second that we could have played ball. Uh, in this era I mean hell <laughs> the way teams are and keep in mind now we played for a team that really didn't really throw the ball a lot at that particular time uh, but you know of course now everybody throws the ball everybody runs sp- some we right. never played in a spread offense I mean we did a, we did we had a couple of spread formations in high school but when we got to college nobody was running that that was like foreign you know so ne- but now everybody runs the spread because so so listen, um, Coach Barry Harley came from Irwin High School. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Gaddison at the time, our junior, well, he was probably one of the top top five backs in the region, junior year. Mm-hmm. Our senior year, three-way scrimmage with South Florence, and I think it may have been West Florence. He blows his knee out. Mm-hmm. Coach Harley comes back and says, hey, listen, we got one of the best quarterbacks in the state in Tim Mudrow. And you, my primary position, I play, I thought I played receiver. I was I was better. I was I thought I was I thought I was Everson Walls. <laughs> I, I felt like I was a, a much better defensive back. Mm-hmm. He says, you're still going to play defensive back but we're gonna start running this spread and we're gonna maximize on the athletes that we have to make Mm -hmm. this offense work because we lost Fred Gadsden which was you know like I said one of the top five one of the top running backs in the state he blew his knee out and Fred Gadsden was never the same after that wow there's no doubt no doubt in my mind that that he would have been playing somewhere D1 so when we get to state, you know, I was just so used to coaches just letting the athletes make those particular plays. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that at state, son. And you, and you think about this right here. If the slot receiver, if they weren't, if they weren't looking for six, two, six, three receivers yeah. at the time that you and I graduated, we would have reinvented that slot position. Excuse me. I mean, because there's nothing that those guys are doing right now that we see on Sunday that we weren't doing before. But at the time, they just weren't looking for those type receivers. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That is so true. And that, yeah. that just that just shows you how time and evolution has changed the game. Because we would have... <sighs> 
it, it would have been different, man. I mean, yeah, you're playing if if you're playing in an offense where they're throwing the ball every play, which is you know some very similar to the offense that is running South Carolina State now. I mean, yeah, you, you're listening to two receivers that would have had a boatload of catches. Uh, right. So, and you just never know how it goes after that. And I like, like I said, I, I, I had no aspirations for the NFL, but, you know, I can see how, you know, someone that can go to South Carolina State and get, you know, 112 catches in a year and get a shot at the league. It can happen. Right, right. And, and the thing about it, we had the athletes that were able and capable of making those type plays and having those type stats. We had throwing quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. We had receivers that could run every route on the tree and didn't necessarily have to be a 4-2-5, 4-3 guy. Mm, Because one thing I learned from you, we know that you will never be faster than I am. But I'll never be the route runner that you are. This is true. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing I learned f- from you that you get open and you aren't get, getting open because you were beating somebody off the line with your speed. It was all about technique. Mm. You know, hey, we 5'8", 165, bro. Right. Soaking wet. Soaking wet. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you what. (laughs) And we probably, when the season was over, we probably was 160. But one thing I give you credit for is that you line up and run that comeback route, hey, up the stem, breaking it down to 15. Right. And your technique was was such as I'm talking about when I say a science you mastered that they you know they weren't you know if guys were were, you know and I didn't see you know you get jammed up a lot because the thing about it your footwork was hey your footwork was great you know I was just fast my I mean I, I have no, I mean, but, I, see, I see, but you, but you, you had the speed, and you might not run the route the way that it needed to be run, but you were gonna get open. And the thing right. about the thing about it was, was like, <laughs> it would always be funny to me to see cats come up and try to jam you at the line of scrimmage, and I'm like, okay, he ain't the strongest, but he's not weak, not weak by any stretch of imagination. But if you can't get your hands on him, he will leave you right there at the line of scrimmage and i've seen that happen you know with teammates seen that happen in games where you know people just underestimate you and your speed and it's like i mean like if you don't get a hand on mo at the line of scrimmage he's gone like if if he gets beside you he's past you because what's going to happen is when that ball is in the air (laughs) you're going to start to see a separation and the db can't close all the all the quarterback has to do is get the ball there and 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 you know, be honest, he was so fast on our team that I can't remember many times. I can't remember. I, I probably can count them on one hand where a quarterback in a game or in practice overthrew him. You ain't gonna overthrow him because he you're not gonna. He's he's just that fast. Like he's gonna get the ball. If the ball is in there, he's gonna get to it, or at least get to the point where he can make the catch and catch it at his highest point. So, 
you know, we were we were some bad receivers. Not the two, you know, not yeah. the two dollar horn, but we 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 weren't we weren't bums by and, any stretch of imagination. Right. And I tell you, man, and I like like what what you did as far as running that route tree was like playing the instrument. Mm. I mean, son, hey son, you, like, hey bro, I, I would just sit there and watch you, like, yo, hey, hey son, hey, hey, <laughs> what, what'd you do right there? Because, hey, you, I said, this joke is not fast, but dog, nobody's Wait. jamming him up, yeah. and he's running that route, and and stopping on the dime on the under route, hey, and see, you used to say like, hey man, hey Mo, you were in a sweet post corner. But dog, I run that post corner because I see you and Freddie, y'all run that thing the exact same way every time. <laughs> the yep. exact same. You gonna bury him in that post and hit that bury corner. Hit, hit the corner. Hit that corner. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, I remember telling somebody this, and I said, and I guess you know, probably part of it came with you know the fallout with our position coach. But I said, man, the only person on that field I'm listening to is Mo. And I remember one of the younger guys, it might have been Loper, he repeated, he said, man, KD's only going to listen to Mo. And now, if if somebody, you know, said, hey, you need to do this, do that, I was coachable like that. But I knew, we knew each other's game. So if you saw me doing something and you're like, hey, you need to break on this right here or you need to do that, do that, you know, or or if it was, you know, hey, pick it up, let's go. You know, let's let's get ourselves hyped up for practice or whatever the case may be. I knew that you were going to bring that out of me and I was going to bring that out of you. So that part of it, you know, I, that that was priceless. But yeah, it, it got to a point where nah, the, 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 we had been there so long, the coaches couldn't tell us any. I mean, of course, we we're gonna listen to Coach Jay, but <laughs> yeah, our position yeah. coach, no, nah, I'd listen to Mo before. I was like, no, nah, if, if if our position coach has something to say, he better if he has something to say to me about what it is I'm doing or not doing, he better tell Mo because if he says it to me, <laughs> it's going through one end out the other. Um, and I can I can remember because you know I wasn't running that route that that out no fifteen and coming back down the stem because I said hey the lineman is not gonna have time but what you told me was like hey Mo you can't cut that route short because you're not giving the quarterback the, the time to take his depth. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's got to get his. You got to give him time. I was, like, I was time. like, yeah. How does that make sense? All those things. Hey, hey, hey! I got to get open. You got to get open. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know what? A couple of ra- let me hit you with a couple of rapid fire questions before we get out of here. Um, you, you we mentioned the word son. Explain son. So, I <laughs> if anybody knows anything about. End of the Wu Tang, the Thirty Six Chambers. Was that that album? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was it. We had a care package. Was it Morgan State, son? Mm-mm. No, that was for the Heritage Bowl. Okay. Yeah, Heritage Bam. Bowl. We had a. Uh, it was. Yeah. There you was, go. It was a promotional CD that came that we got as a gift as part of our gift package for the Heritage Bowl that we attended. We were playing um, Southern. Uh, and it was the end of 1993 going into 1994. There you go. And they gave Facts. us the CD. And on the CD it said, for promotional use only, and it said, Wu-Tang entered the 36 chambers. So we got the CD free. Now, we did not know that the CD had, that this album had come out like a month, month and a half prior to us, prior to us getting it. And most of our teammates 
never opened the CD. They threw it away. No. Hey, son, we, Almost you don't, we listen. We had a walk one. Listen to that thing yep. all the way back yep. to Orangeburg from Atlanta. Yep. And I can recall we never listened to it together, but we came out saying the same exact things. And <laughs> yeah, we the practicing. reason I call my man son, son cause he shine like is because he shine like one. Right. Wu-Tang forever right there, yep. son. I'll yep. tell you. So that's that's where we got that from. So we, we started calling it. Now, you got two cats from the South calling each other son. Um, right. And do it to this day. To this day. To this day. And it's like, it's funny because, like, you should hear the boys, my uh, my son's Deion and Cameron, <laughs> they mimic because they hear, you know, I hear our conversation. It's like, hey, man, get son on the phone. Hey, son, son, why are you, why are you doing that? Like, they'll, they'll be talking to each other like that, trying to be funny. Um, Best MC in the world. Who's the best MC in the world? Man, I gotta get to my to my man, hey the chef. <laughs> his word, his wordplay, yeah, his wordplay. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's tough. I I'll agree. I'll agree. It's 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 close, man. It's close. Chef and and and, and Tony Starks, man, right there, right. one and two. Hey, like so, that is one A. Yeah. You know, they, they 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 definitely right there. Stage presence, ghosts. Yep. But like, hey, that Ray, Ray, that that's that's my guy. Uh, Illmatic or Reasonable Doubt. Illmatic, Nasir mm. Jones. Mm. Um, Ready to Die or Me Against the World. Well, and then all of these albums came out when we were in school. <clears throat> Ready to die. Uh, doggy style or the chronic? Doggy style. Um, what was the other one? Um, damn, I just, I just had it on top of my tongue. Um, most hated Miak rival. Damn you. <laughs> A and T Aggies for me. Um nah. uh, fraternity that ran the yard. Oh. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Did y'all All really run the yard though, son? All of my <laughs> life. My peace and happiness. Oh, I give to Omega. We we definitely ran the yard, ladies and gentlemen. This man is, he's a member of Omega Sci-Fi, uh, Omega Sci-Fi fraternity. Fraternity incorporated. incorporated. Okay, I got it right. I got it right. Uh, you did respect. respect. <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah. man, bro, this was good, man. This was good. I, I had a good time with this one, man. We gonna uh, get up out of here. Gotta thank my man Mo for coming through. Um, make sure that hey. you. What's up? Go ahead, say, go ahead, say, say, go ahead. Hold on, before 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 you before you close, and I'm gonna let you do this. But um, I definitely gotta get give a, a shout out to and may he rest in peace, uh, one of my beloved frat brothers. If it were not for him, this reunion that 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 that, that you and I share for a lifetime probably would have never happened. Mm. And that's that's your and that's your your coach, yeah, man. Virgil Wells. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Coach Wells, man. You're right. You're right. He 
he made it happen. He was uh he was a legend. He coached in in Darlington in your your hometown and um ended up coaching me uh as I was a junior and a senior in, at Wilson and um got you in the South Carolina hey, state, right? He did. Mm-hmm. I remember um getting in trouble um and I didn't know where I was going. A list of schools, 12 schools, went to two schools, John C. Smith and South Carolina State, and I had no idea where I was going. And I remember getting that phone call from Coach Wells. He said, listen, um, do you want to be a Bulldog? The first <laughs> first school and coach. Also, God, you know, God, God bless his soul, Coach George Willie, yeah, first coach that recruited me, and Coach Virgil Wells made that phone call for me to um, – Become a student at South Carolina State, so I definitely wanted to say that before you close. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, that's a that's a life altering um, phone call because if you don't go to South Carolina State, you obviously don't play football, and you don't, you know. I mean, if you don't go to South Carolina State, we don't meet, and you don't meet Tar, you know. So, life of a drug dealer. I mean, and Wu Tang said, "You do as a kid, yeah." You would have been down bad without Tar, that's for sure. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Save my life. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it for us, man. Uh, we appreciate you guys checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can find the podcast on any podcast reader. We're on them all. Uh, make sure that you subscribe. Uh, the podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. From time to time, we will drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Two of South Carolina State's best, the Raekwon and Ghostface Killer from Orangeburg, uh, South Carolina. We are uh, 12 Kyle and my man Mo. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. 5G. 12. 2-7. Shit. Shit. We out of here. <laughs> <laughs>